0: guys, it's Distilled the Bourbon Podcast. Brent here. I'm alongside my co-hosts, Brian and Chuck. And today, it's all about must-have bourbons. We're
1: talking about bourbons that we want to have on our shelf 365 days a year. And preferably bourbons that you can find, but maybe one that's a little bit difficult to find. But if you can find it, you grab it right then and there.
2: Yeah, like Chuck said, we will talk about bourbons that you can find every day on the shelf. But there are a few... That if you see them at a liquor store, you better buy them.
0: Absolutely, Chuck. Once you get us started, what is your first must-have bourbon? Well, this is a bourbon
1: that's uh, widely available. It's Elijah Craig Small Batch. This is a Heaven Hill product. Uh, very traditional uh, mash bill, pretty high corn, maybe I don't know, twelve or fifteen percent uh, rye. I don't recall whether uh, Heaven Hill discloses the exact mash bill. Very smooth, great over the rocks. Uh, you're not going to get heartbroken if somebody wants some ginger ale or some Coke in it, You know, if that's their jam. Uh, widely available and probably, what, 45 bucks.
2: A less of that, about 35 Nice. Yeah.
1: So reasonably priced and excellent product. Uh, you can get it anywhere. There's no reason not to have it on your shelf all the time.
0: Yeah, I have one. Do you keep, I, I you I keep that I always keep yeah. I've yeah. got, got yeah. two right now. All right. Well, Brian, what is your first must-have?
2: Well, for me, four rows of single barrel. Four well, Roses, they make a number of great products. Uh, the single barrel just happens to me. My favorite it has a mash bill of 60% corn, 35% rye, which is very
0: high for a bourbon, uh, and then uh, 5% malted barley. So, yeah, I have that too. It's just one of those great classics that, you know, it. everybody's had it. You know what it tastes like. Um, yeah, it's a great bourbon. And for a single barrel, it is a little hot. So if you're new to bourbon, you may want to try it on the rocks first. I wouldn't yeah.
2: recommend just... A or you get small
0: it. batch first, you know, right? And try that. It's about yeah. 90 proof,
1: you know. They have basically three lines in the um, uh, four roses line the old, what we used to call yellow label, even though the label is no longer yellow, which is just basic commodity. Uh, four roses, and then the small batch, which I like just a little bit better. I don't know if it's psychological or if it's really better. And the single barrel is my favorite of the four roses line. You can find it just about anywhere. What's the price on that? Uh, it's about 50 bucks, 45 to 50 bucks. Very reasonable. All right.
0: So let me share with you my first must-have bourbon, and it's Stellum. You've heard me talk about Stellum before, if you've listened to this program. Uh, this is this one's personal for me. You know, we've talked about bourbon life is not only the juice, and it's good juice, uh, but it's also the people you meet and and uh, what you're doing at the time. And and this one's special to me. I will have it for the rest of my life, for as long as they make it, uh, because it was introduced to me by my buddy Kevin. Uh, Kevin is, is someone who uh, I met at a, a business meeting, and we found out that we had so much in common, we have to be related. And, and, that's what uh, bourbon does, though. That, that's what it does, yeah. yeah. So, it. we were there. Uh, the bar that we were at had like two bourbons, and they were both very pedestrian. And uh, he said, hey, uh, if you like bourbon, I have got I brought some with me. And he brought down a bottle of Stellum, or a flask of Stellum's, and uh, we just had the best time. And now, he and his wife arena are some of our our best friends so stellum i'm always going to keep it
1: uh, you know it's not just the taste sometimes it's the story it's the memory uh i'm not familiar
0: with stellums but i love your story yeah you know it's not very expensive uh it has a great taste it's one of those that um people don't really know that much it's not it's not common but if anybody ever yeah. starts drinking it it's gonna go yeah. fast you, you? you actually got me hooked on because i never uh-huh. even
2: tried it prior to you talking about it so i i the bottle that I have in my bar all the time now.
0: Yeah, and you have it at a Beverage Barn, right? We do. Yeah, perfect. So, Chuck, what else you got in your in your liquor cabinet? Well, I mean.
1: everybody knows this one. It's uh, it's Woodford Reserve. Oh yeah, this is the the, the old fashioned one, the the original, the the, the regular. Uh, once again, a very traditional uh, rye mash bill, uh, mostly corn, a little bit of rye, a little a little bit of spice honestly uh the first time i tried the woodford reserve double oak i i it was in the tasting room i I wasn't crazy about it but then at a new year's eve party i had some neat and i really love the double oak so if you can get your hands on the double oak uh, by all means it will cost a little bit more you know there was a time this was kind of the premium whiskey out there this and makers you know this this was the, the bomb and now it uh you know it's 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 good stuff uh You can find it everywhere. The price is reasonable. What's the price on? About $35. You know, uh, once upon a time, it just seemed like it was super expensive. Oh, I
0: thought I was drinking fancy bourbon, uh, you know, when I first started buying it.
1: For real. But the the truth is, uh, Woodford and Woodford Double Oak, uh, they're both great products. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can get it anywhere. The price is right. Uh, I'm I'm kind of on a loop right here. Uh, I I love reasonably priced bourbon. that also happens to be really good. Really good, Yeah.
2: So, speaking of makers, Chuck, uh, my next bottle is not your father's makers. It's uh, makers cast strength. So, when I first started getting into bourbon, uh, I drank makers. My wife, she absolutely loves makers. They actually have a makers one on one now, which I think is superb. <clears throat> but the makers cast strength on rocks is just great. Uh, I know most people, when they're first getting into bourbon, I always recommend makers just because mm-hmm. it's such an approachable. Bourbon, it's weeded. Uh, it's got that sweetness to it, and it's just one that uh, most people enjoy. Uh, you know, it. Some people dismiss it as, as entry
1: level. The fact is, every now and then, I'll be in a bar that doesn't have a, a great selection, and I'll see makers and say, "Okay, let me have a makers." And if you just you know kick back and enjoy it and and savor it, you realize, wow, this is as good as I, I remember. I, you know, yeah. it, it's uh, the cask strength is one hundred and seven proof. So That's great. Yeah, a
2: little lower than uh, than some people's cast, cast strength, yeah, yeah. but it's higher than the ninety proof Maker's Mark that sure. many of us are accustomed to. Uh, it's got a little bit more flavor, and it,
0: like I said, it's excellent on the rocks. You know, I wouldn't do this with cast strength, but when I'm watching a football game, uh, a Maker's and Coke just takes me back oh, yeah. to my college. <laughs> I mean, there's just nothing better. So, um, well. You you guys remember our trip to Casey Jones. Oh, of course. What a fun day that was. was great. If you haven't heard that audio podcast, we'll put a link in the description to this video. Uh, In Hopkinsville, Kentucky, there are a couple of fantastic distilleries. Uh, Casey Jones is wonderful, great people. Uh, But as we were doing a tasting down there, they said, hey, do you want some of this bourbon rabbi? And I said, "Uh, yes, please. And what the heck is that? And I have fallen in love with bourbon rabbi bourbon. It is my absolute uh, favorite everyday drinker. It has this cool bottle. Um, we're going to actually talk to the gentleman that does this pretty soon on the podcast. He's uh, uh, agreed to come on the show. I, I like it um, on the rocks. I like it neat. I put it in cocktails. It is absolutely my favorite everyday bourbon now. Uh, and I do have to drive to Hopkinsville to get it. I know you can get it in Louisville. My buddy Kevin has uh, uh, brought me a couple of bottles every once in a while, uh, but everybody I've introduced that to has really enjoyed it, uh, and uh, you know they usually ask if they can buy one of my bottles, and <laughs> sometimes I say yes. But uh, bourbon rabbi, one it's, of my favorites. Is it kosher? Uh, you know, I'm sure it is. I don't have any idea, but it's uh, <laughs> it's delicious, is what it is. There you go.
1: Well. The first two that I talked about were bourbons you can find any respectable liquor store at all. This one, a little bit tougher. This is old E.H. Taylor. Uh, This is a small batch. Comes in the cardboard tube. Simple, beautiful label. Look at that beautiful bottle, man. I'm getting thirsty just
0: thinking about it.
1: I do love me some E.H. Taylor. This is, of course, a Buffalo Trace product uh, named for the legendary E.H. Taylor uh, used to be easy to find on shelves all the time. Now it's you know you know maybe you need to know a guy or, or maybe you show up at Buffalo Trace on the right day and they have it at the gift shop. Uh, this is definitely one of those. If I see it, I buy it. I think I have three tubes of it at home right now. Uh, I, I will not mix anything with E.H. E. Right. Taylor. This is strictly on the rocks proposition for me. Uh, it's just delicious. It's uh, you know, Buffalo Trace is a little uh, you know. Uh, Closed mouth about their their mash bill. Uh, this is a definitely a a, a rye bourbon. Uh, they one time they had a or maybe they still have a four grain uh, E H Taylor. Uh, somebody a couple of years ago ranked it as the best bourbon in the world. I've never seen it on the shelf. I've never tasted it. So four grain is going to have corn. Rye, wheat, so
0: both uh, rye
1: and wheat, and of course malted barley. Uh, would love to get my hands on it, but still, if I can find Eh Taylor small small batch, I'm a I'm a happy guy.
0: Yeah, I was at a restaurant when I first tried uh, uh, Taylor, and uh, I was just looking at the bourbon menu, just trying to find something really cool. Uh, it was a it was a nice night out for Jennifer and I, and I saw Taylor on there, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to try it. Everybody talks about it. It's become one of my absolute favorites now. You know, it's it's one of those that I reserve for special occasions because it was a special occasion when I first tried it, and uh, apparently that whole weekend was a special occasion because I didn't stop drinking it the whole time <laughs> uh, we were down. And that was actually in Nashville. So, yeah. you ever drink Taylor? I do. Uh, so their
2: small batch is excellent. I prefer their single barrel, which is even more difficult to acquire. Yeah. Uh, we only get it maybe two or three times a year at the store, and every time I get it, I'm taking one home. So.
0: Yeah.
1: So we were at a really nice restaurant uh, in Fort Myers Beach last week. We spent a couple of weeks with friends down there, and after a really nice dinner, uh, I ordered up a Taylor on the Rocks, and it was just—it was so delicious. I had to share it with everybody. Yeah, meaning my wife. Your wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's the only one that matters. Right? Yeah. Well, was it Donna approved? It uh, absolutely. She loves it. Perfect. <laughs>
2: All right, so because I knew these two knuckleheads were going to choose something from Buffalo Trace, I decided to <laughs> choose something from Heaven Hill. Got to give Heaven Hill some love. So I chose Henry McKenna 10-Year. So they also have an 80-proof. The Henry McKenna 10-Year is a bottled in bond. It's 78% corn, 10% rye, and 12% uh, malted barley. <clears throat> it's an excellent bourbon. It has gotten more difficult to get. They have oh, won man. numerous awards. It used to just on the shelf— Uh, I remember actually the first time I tried it was at the Owensboro Bourbon Society. Okay. And this was probably seven years ago. I never had it. My wife and I both tried it and absolutely loved it. So at that time, we didn't even have it on the shelf. So first thing we did was we got it in, in the store and took a bottle home. And like I said, it was like $25 a bottle then. Now it's about $40
0: retail. Yeah. If I ever find a bottle in the wild, I'll definitely buy it. It'll be in my bar. But, man, I can't find it anywhere.
1: No, it's gotten hard to get I failed to mention that E.H. Taylor is a bottled and bond as well, which means it's going to be 100 proof. And it has to be at least four years old. Nobody really knows. I think the the, the agreement is that Taylor bottled and bond is probably a seven-year-old product, something like that. It's However old it is, it's wonderful. It's awesome.
0: All right. So uh, you guys know that I'm a Blanton's guy. And uh, you can send your complaints about being overpriced and and, uh, overvalued to Brent at com, and I will answer you. But, fellas, this is my special one. I usually keep five, six bottles of Blanton's uh, on the shelf. Whenever I can buy it, I uh, I do. Uh, it's just, there's there's nothing I don't like about it. I like the juice. It's fantastic. I like the bottle. I like the stopper. Uh, I like the little cabin that sits on the Buffalo Trace campus. Sure. Uh, where you see those very nice people hand uh, place the the uh, stoppers in. Uh, there's nothing that I don't like about this bourbon except for the price and the fact that I can't buy it when I want to. And uh, uh, maybe that's uh, uh, a turnoff for some folks, but, man, I love some blends.
1: The sad thing about it, five or six years ago, I was going to put together my, my stopper collection. There's There's eight different stoppers. And uh, the, the, they show the horse in a in different stride. Uh, if you get all of them, uh, it spells out Blanton's: a B, a L, a. the two different kinds of ends. Anyway, five or six years ago, I was putting together my collection, and you could go to a liquor store and you could buy a bottle. You could always find Blanton's on the shelf, and you could buy the bottle that had the letter that you needed. Now it's just it's just sad, but it's it's a great product. I do love it. I d- did manage to get my my uh, uh, stopper collection put together at the right time. and It's, it's arranged, so it kind of looks like a, the, the end of a horse race. Uh, great product, great story. Uh, the, the original single-barrel whiskey came yeah, out. The first you. one,
2: uh, mid-'80s, I believe.
0: Mid-'80s, I think. Like that, yeah.
1: Named for Albert Blanton, one of the, the, the uh, legendary uh, executives at, at that distillery. Um, great product.
2: Yeah, Love to have it on is. the shelf. And, and they also have uh, other products as well. They have a gold label, which is – Excellent. If you can get your hands on it, it's even more scarce than Good. the regular uh, Blanton single barrel. Uh, typically, it used to only be sold in Europe. Now, uh, last year, they
0: announced that they're going to start selling in the U.S., uh, but it's very scarce. Yeah. Red Label, I think, is for Japan only. And I've never seen a bottle in my life, not even at some of the really fancy, uh, high-priced bottle stores that mm-hmm. we've, we've been to. So uh, keep an eye out for that, but uh, I'll drink that all oh, day. Yeah. Uh, on special occasions anyway,
1: I remember about six years ago, a guy asked me, he said, what's your favorite bourbon? I didn't know this guy very well. And I said, well, you, you don't really want to have a religious discussion, do you? And he said that his favorite was Blatton's. And I said, dude, we go to the same church. <laughs>
0: <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Well, those are our, our must have, uh, bourbons. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed that. Hey, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button. Uh, and uh, hit the uh, like and, and the little bell so that you know when something's going on. Uh, it helps us out quite a bit, and we do appreciate it. Send us a message either on Facebook or through the comments on this video or audio podcast. And as a bonus, I have a couple of extra things, guys, because you know I don't follow the rules. Yeah. So uh, I did bring a couple of, of other non-bourbons that will always stay on my shelf. Just when you thought it was safe to turn off the podcast. Exactly. No, nope, <laughs> not yet. Uh Anybody ever drink Kentucky Peerless rye?
1: Well, I sure do. Oh,
0: Excellent. my goodness. What a great rye is this, man. You talk about a fancy, cool bottle. Uh, uh, if you haven't heard our discussion with Corky and Carson uh, at, at Kentucky Peerless, uh, you got to go listen to that podcast. It was a, a great story. Those guys are <laughs> are so much fun to be with, and it means a lot uh, to our town of Henderson oh, yeah, sure. uh, that they care about uh, Henderson. And overall, it's just great juice, man. It's just
1: really good. When the first uh, Peerless Rye was released, it was, it was only two years old. And uh, one of the big magazines put together their list of the 20 best whiskeys in the world. And the two-year-old rye made that list. It's yeah. that good. Amazing product. Uh, uh, pretty high corn for a, a rye uh,
2: whiskey. Yeah. But they, they also do a uh, sweet mash instead of a yeah. sour mash. So they really revolutionized the industry. And you start, you're start starting to see a lot more sweet mash. We're in Australia, and there's a number of others that are starting to use that process, which is a much
0: more tedious process a lot more than, trouble than yeah. the sour mash. And it's a great tour, too. I mean, if you're in Louisville, it's uh, uh, right there off of uh, – what is that? Night, Night street. street. street yeah. uh, call ahead, though, because you're probably going to need reservations. But you can go into the gift shop anytime, uh, and it's just a very cool place. So uh, Kentucky Peerless is, is my favorite rye, and I keep it in the house all the time. It's a great choice. Now, the last one I want to share with you uh, is something that Jennifer and I really enjoy. Uh, we like a good uh, Bloody, Mary, Bloody Mary every once in a while, and the best one I've ever had was made with uh, MB Rowland's black dog black dog is the distillate that comes off uh with the uh mash that has the smoked corn so before it's uh the the uh dark-fired kentucky bourbon they take some off they don't put it in barrels they just put it right in a bottle holy smokes that makes the best bloody mary i've ever had in my life uh, I, i'm surprised that it's that good but uh uh We'll never be without it again. I can promise you that.
1: I really do like a a Bloody Mary made with bourbon. I've never ordered one. I've been allowed to taste my wife's a couple of times. It is tasty stuff.
0: Perfect. All right, so there you go. Those are the ones that we always keep in our bars and in our liquor cabinets. Uh, We hope you've enjoyed that. If there's one we left out, send us that message. And with that being said, yes, sir, go right ahead. No, I think we'll hear from people. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) I, I imagine there might be a couple of other bourbons out there that people say, oh, why sure. did you not have this one? And, um, and call us out if there are. Right. We, we'd love to hear your feedback. Bring it. Yeah. That's Brian at Distilled Bourbon Podcast. I, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> fellows. with that said, please, please drink responsibly.